Hello and welcome Deer Camp family. Are you ready for a hunting adventure? Welcome to episode one of the Deer Camp podcast where we dive deep into the world of hunting. Enjoy your two hosts Noah Palace and Peyton Mender alongside various expert guests that share thrilling stories, give expert tips, and everything in between. Whether you're a seasoned hunter or a curious listener, it's time to pull up a chair, lock yourself in, and let the adventure begin. This is the Deer Camp Podcast. And here we are. Here we are. Number one. Number one. So, January 1st, day one of the year. Got some new stuff in the books. Got a nice little uh, little hunting season under our belts. Nice little hunting season. And uh, here we are sitting down for the Deer Camp Podcast. The Deer Camp Podcast. The Deer Camp Podcast, boy. <laughs> Slide on up, sit down, strap yourself in. It's going to be a ride. <laughs> it's going to be a good ride. So... When did we hatch this idea? Mm, I want to say it was probably, I don't know, probably five, six months ago. Maybe five, we, six first, we first started talking about like, oh, it'd be cool to have our own podcast type of thing. But I think we really got serious about it, like actually consistently talking about it probably two or three months ago. Right. I think uh, the eight of our playing around with our YouTube channel and trying to figure that out. Because I mean, mind you, for anybody that ever is listening to this. We are complete amateurs. We are the definition of amateurs by far. The yeah. definition. So everything here is brand new to us. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe we get some get some listeners on, figure out how to do this, and uh, roll with it. But, yeah, we started that YouTube channel back in October. Remember uh, – or you're kind of pissed off at me. You're like, how'd you start a YouTube channel and not tell me about it? I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, cause I was up at your place hunting and yeah, we were up money. That <laughs> was moneymaker. Hopefully well, we, you, hopefully you sent me that fucking clip. Um, I go on YouTube and I'm like, that looks like a fucking deer I got on trail camera. And then <laughs> I kind of put all two and two together. You sat there in the stand and made that little video real quick. And yeah. next thing you know, we have our own little YouTube channel. Yep, I thought lightning was going to strike twice. I was like, "Is that tried? Is that is he coming through?" And uh, see him come up over the top of that hill, and there he is. And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "He is a nice deer, but I I could not shoot him, not on that property." I can't wait to see that deer. I mean, he disappeared, man. Early, early, late no, late October. I haven't got a single picture of him since, but hopefully he shows back up next year because for that frame, for that young of a deer, he could be something really cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's a young stud, that's for sure. Especially what that property produces in, in the nearby area. Yeah, he could be a mega. But yeah. as he was coming up, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I can't shoot him. But he's with those. So I was like, I'm just going to whip my phone out and see if I can <laughs> figure out how to take a take a YouTube short while he's standing there. And um, went through that and posted it. I think we got like 100 views on it. Pretty, I was pretty... I was pumped. <laughs> I was I was pumped about that too. I thought that was good. I know. I was like, man, hundred views on this. I was like, we're off to the races. Moneymaker. He's gonna be he's gonna be something. But then yeah, we started that 
started that YouTube channel and one thing led to another and, uh, you know, something we talked about, I think for the last few years, just kind of, you know, we, we love hunting. We talk on the phone probably realistically. How many hours a week do you think we talk on the phone about hunting? Uh, I would say, I would say an hour a day at least. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're from, from that, we just like, let's just start a freaking podcast, dude. And just have a conversation that other people can listen to because I think we're two pretty relatable guys when it comes to the everyday hunter. Um, that's one of the reasons kind of I wanted to start a podcast uh, was because there's a lot of good podcasts out there that bring very, very good information. But I feel like those, all the podcasts, the people out there talking, the ones I listen to at least, they're like major league hunters. You know, they have a ton of property, a ton of equipment, um, you know, all that sort of thing, which is fantastic. That's what it takes to kill big deer, but we don't have that luxury yet. So I just think me and you are much more relatable to the everyday, you know, guy going out there and hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point kind of where, where we are in our hunting careers. Cause you know, like I said, we, we all look up to the people that are kind of the end result of a lifetime of hunting, you know, of learning and, you know, getting a successful career to where they can afford to have these big properties and really manage them, you know, the way that we all hope to, but we're just the average guy that is starting out our careers. I mean, I'm 27, you're 27. I mean, we're, we've, we're, you know, we're settling in our careers. We're still working and doing all those things. We, we hunt as much as we possibly can, but we don't have the, you know, the, the thousand acre farms, the, the tractors, uh, the food plots, you know, we're just kind of hunting natural funnels right now, pinch points, trying to hunt food, locate bedding, you know, all the stuff that, all the stuff that, you know, you builds a good foundation. So, yeah. Um, I, mean, I feel like, year. Oh, go ahead. yeah, I just feel like most people, most people out there, especially, you know, people that are in our age class and, you know, even, even beyond that, you know, we all aspire to be a better hunter. So, um, we're just going to, bring people along for the, the ride of, you know, mediocrity or kind of bone in the middle of the pack and making, making do with what we have. And, and, you know, and we've had some success, you know, we are some beginners, but we can't completely discredit ourselves. I mean, you've shot, you shot really two really nice bucks this year. You had a hell of a year and, you know, I've, I've had some luck too, but you know, that, that doesn't come from, uh, that doesn't come from a place of like, uh, of having all the opportunities at the big things it's grinding it out and, and really trying to learn the piece that we're hunting. And that's what we're hoping to bring people along with. And then also get some experts on that, that we could talk to because, you know, we all aspire to be like these people. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah, I mean, I spent, I mean, every single hunt this year was on a 60 acre permission piece for me. I know you got a couple you know, your, one of your dreams came true, uh, you know, buying your own little piece of property, building a house on it. Yep. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a thousand acre piece, you know, it's a smaller piece of ground uh, and you got your parents p- place, you know, so you have a couple uh, places to pick from, but not thousands and thousands of acres, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have, you know, 20 acre food plots here. You don't have that, you know, you're going out there, uh, with, you know, little cameras and trying to, you know, little amount of cameras. And from that, just trying to get your you know, as much information as possible, go out there to get something done. And you got it done as well on your own home ground. 
Oh, yeah. I think that's something you've probably dreamed about. I'm still dreaming about is going out there and ha- shooting a deer on my own property. I can't, I have not achieved that yet, but hopefully soon I'll be able to do that. Yep. That will be, I have no doubt you'll, uh, you'll get what you're after. That's for sure. I mean, stay persistent and work hard. You know, we're definitely going to be where we want to be one day. And, uh, that's where, uh, that's where we're at. But I guess, I'll start off by saying uh, kind of where where I'm at. A little background maybe on you and I. So um, uh, first off, I guess my name's Noah Palace. <laughs> I haven't in- formally introduced myself. And uh, I, guess, I guess we should have started off with that shit. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been uh, nice. No one gives a shit. Go ahead. Keep no, talking. No, no, they don't. So uh, <laughs> I'm from South, South Central Illinois. So, you know, we're hunting, you know, that, that Midwest landscape. Everything's free range. Currently, you know, we're, you know, in my hunting career, I'm 99% private land, small parcels, um, things I have permission on or, or family owned. But yeah, we're just, I'm chasing free range whitetails in South Central Illinois, hunting cornfields, bean fields, and acorns, white oak trees. So, yep. Uh, Peyton Mender. I also should have started off with that as well. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. <laughs> uh, I'm hunting in central Illinois, uh, about two hours north of where Noah's hunting. And a little background on me and Noah. We met in college at Lincoln Lane Community College. We played some baseball there together. Uh, one thing we have in common, like we talked about, is we like to shoot deer. Uh, we obsess over deer hunting. Uh, that's what we spend all your trying to looking forward to doing and saving our vacation days to do so. Yep. Yep. For sure. And for, for a listener, if somebody is listening to this, forgive us for bouncing around. I mean, we're probably going to bounce around from topic to topic. We might, we, we might, we might see an idea through to the end, but Hey, this isn't, this isn't your, uh, you know, we're not, we're not pros here. We're just, we're just shooting the shit, talking hunting. So well, it's we'll the get, first one too. We got we got some actual episodes planned where we have like a, a topic to talk about the whole entire time. This one was just kind of like an intro to mm-hmm. me and you talk about you know Deer Camp podcast a little bit and why we kind of wanted to create one. That's yep. kind of what we're doing. Yep, little meet and greet, kind of let people get to know us. But like to build off what you said for the why we named it the Deer Camp podcast. So I know that there's a lot of people out there that you know don't didn't grow up with a, you know, a, a, a real deer camp. A lot of people did, but for the people that, you know, had a deer camp to where they could go, whether it was, you know, gun season or whatever they did, if there was a, you know, a group of guys got together, you know, sit around the card table, drink some beer, tell hunting stories, hang out, you know, it's like, that's like what the root is of what gets us out there. You know, I know that you have fond memories of, of a young person with your deer camp that your uncle took you to. And it's like those, those feelings of going out and those memories is like what, what keeps us, you know, grounded and waking up and running out there every morning. So we kind of wanted to create this podcast centered around the community, you know, of deer hunters that, you know, anybody can show up, sit down at our card table, sit around the fire and tell a story. You know, we all have something to learn from each other and we're all average guys here. So it's like, that's kind of where the heart of deer camp podcast lies within me is just falls within the community and uh, all of the, all the good things that deer hunting brings people together and families and memories and all that stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, going over there as a kid with my uncle, um, it was obviously everyone wanted to shoot the big deer, but we could go over there and not shoot deer. And I still had just the best time, you know, just spending time with my uncle and all his friends. Like you said, sitting around the fire, shooting the shit, telling stories. Um, And that's kind of, you know, that's what me and you were doing. We're just sitting around a microphone, shooting the shit, you know, talking about deer hunting. That's kind of, kind of the same thing with deer camp. That's why I like the the name of deer camp podcast because it's just two idiots talking freaking deer hunting, you know? Absolutely. I think it's a much better buyout than uh, Bucks and Bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like that too, though. I, I did. I did. But, but listen, I might have got... This is better. Yeah, man. I, I freaking... I got some of the best damn memories going over there to deer camp. I mean, I think deer camp... It could be, you know, two people. I mean, shit, dude. I, all the deer, you know, the, I've killed... You know, the last two years, I've killed three deer by myself. Do I enjoy killing them by myself? Absolutely. But a deer that I will never forget, and it's probably one of my favorite deer I ever killed, was with you. I mean, yep. shooting that buck, um, that last light, maybe <laughs> a little bit fast last light. <laughs> yeah, it was, that, it was a question. We didn't have our phones on us. It was <laughs> it was right around that time. We were, there was a lot of darkness around us. But <laughs> I mean, that's – I mean – just being able to do it with somebody else like that's that was just uh awesome uh to be able to do and then like the little hunts that me and you have gone out you know when you had that nice buck walk underneath you i don't know four years ago maybe mm-hmm. um like i remember like it was yesterday and i was sitting there filming you like being able to do that kind of stuff is just so much better to me than going out there and sitting by yourself even though i love doing that as well but being able to share the moments with somebody else it makes it so much better yeah yeah for sure it's uh it's an exciting feeling whenever you're, you know, you're well, you're up well before, well before shooting light, going out there with, you know, somebody and having your game plan in place from the night before. It definitely is. Uh, it's nice to have, you know, to tackle that with somebody to go out and whether you're hunting next to each other or a couple hundred yards apart from each other, like what are you seeing, you know, in the stand texting and stuff like that, trying to, trying to get whatever Intel we can, hoping something's going to come by. Oh, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing better than you know, deer camp when you do go all out and you come back and start talking to all the guys. Like, what did you see? You know, and they everyone's got their own little story to tell about. You know, whether it's a buck running by, a doe running by. You know, some people on one part of the farm saw a whole bunch. The other side of the farm didn't see shit. It's just kind of cool to put all the pieces together uh, when you get back to the camp. Absolutely. Yeah, I did love. You- What's that? Did you have like? Did you have some sort of you know you know you know all about my kind of deer camp growing up because how you uh, actually ended up coming over uh, to that yep. deer camp? Um, did you have something like that um, growing up as well? Or you know, I really I really didn't have a formal deer camp. It was more more or less so my my dad was my, primarily a gun hunter, and um, you know he went a lot whenever he was younger, and then so I'm you know six seven eight years old going out with him so it was just you know looking forward every year like when's when's deer season when's deer season when's deer season and then him and i you know we go stomping off out out through the out through the field you know it, it's probably sunlight <laughs> it's, yeah. it's probably shooting light he's like all right get your get your jeans on and we're going out to the woods and it was you know i didn't know any better and it was the is the best thing and i just fell in love with it you know <laughs> from that, from that moment on, go, go hunt with him. And, 
we used to go sit down in an old fallen down tree or something, go nestle in a log and, uh, you know, he tapped my shoulder and he's like pointing behind me, turn around and go, go and gun one down. And from that moment on, it was like, you know, that's when the, the flip switched inside. Yeah. I was like, Holy cow. I was like, this is the coolest thing I have ever experienced. And mm. to this day, it's like Christmas morning, you know, every, every day thinking about hunting and especially the time of year when you go to put out your trail cameras, it's like, Holy cow, it's the best thing. So yeah, long answer to your question. No, I never had a formal deer camp, but it was just me and my dad and uh, pretty well going out in the woods. And um, I fell in love with it, fell in love with it that way. And then kind of got brought into some other existing uh, deer camps to where we'd sit around and, you know, do our thing. But yeah, I think you make it, you brought up a, and like a good point. You're probably go, rocking out there like during sunlight. And that made me, we kind of talked about this on the phone. You know, we didn't, we weren't raised in a hunting, you know, a big hunting family. Um, you know, you see your dad, you know, was kind of a shotgun hunter, but not even a very big shotgun hunter. You know, he, some years he goes out, some years he doesn't, you know, none of, no one in my immediate family hunts. I don't think you consider my uncle an immediate family, but you know, I would go hunting as a kid with my uncle like three or four times a year. Um, but we both kind of just learned everything on our own of just trial and error. I mean, I told tell you the story as like a 10 year old, I'm going out there walking in the woods and I see a trail and I set up my blind on the trail thinking that's what you were supposed to do. Um, but that obviously is not what you're supposed to do. We didn't have that luxury of, you know, being taught by someone like our, you know, if our parents were, or our dad was a super good deer hunter, we didn't have that luxury. You know, we've learned everything pretty much by YouTube videos, podcasts, and just trial and error and going out there and failing over and over and over again. And like you said, we've had our successes, but I've had so many more failures um, than successes yeah. on some really nice deer. Yep. Yep. That's, that's for sure. And I mean, go back to that. Um, my, my, what, what my dad taught me how to do whenever I was younger was shoot a gun. So, you know, I knew how to shoot a gun, but as far as like we we're talking about, like getting into the, you know, we're, we're going to be targeting probably primarily archery hunters in this podcast. I, w- I would think, you know, archery and gun hunters, you know, but, or, you know, gun hunters that want to get into the archery game because, you know, we were, we were there and uh, it's a whole nother animal, you know? I mean, nowadays with, with the guns that they have, especially here in Illinois, now that you can, you know, use other calibers like 350 legend and, you know, different muzzle loaders. So, I mean, you could easily get tack drivers out 200 yards. So what I'm saying is if you learn how to steady your shot, pull the trigger, you could be successful during gun season as a deer hunter, you know, not to take anything away from that, but for the people that, you know, want to go into archery hunting and really give it a, give it a go. You and I started square one, you know, my dad had it. My dad bought a bow and he went hunting with it year one pulls back. I'm sitting with him, lets an arrow fly hits a sapling, you know, about a two inch diameter, just freaking nails it right in front of a doe. And then from that point on, I think that's the last time he took that bow, bow hunting and it sat underneath his bed for years. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, man, I love deer hunting. I was like, I guess I, you know, I could, I didn't realize, you know, I could hunt the whole year or, you know, basically the whole season with a bow. This mm-hmm. opens up so many freaking opportunities. So it's like, Hey, can I use your bow? Go for it. You know? set it up, do whatever you want, you know, consider it yours basically. So, you know, candy, candy shop, 
figuring it out. You know, draws too long. I'm like grunting my teeth, trying to pull the thing back and blow my shoulder out. And like, I'm just out, <laughs> out in the woods, you know, just shooting arrows into trees and over deer, under deer. You know, I, I said, I think I bow hunted for, I mean, I had to bow hunted for five years probably before I even hit a deer. let <laughs> alone killed one. <laughs> Dude, it, it's, it's honestly is if, if you don't have, um, if you don't have the knowledge, like, you know, back then we didn't have the knowledge. Uh, it's fucking hard. I mean, it really is hard to go out there and get um, a deer within in shooting range. Um, I mean, shit, dude, I can remember, you know, five, six, seven years ago, I didn't care about the wind. I mean, that was when I was like 20. I mean, it shows like, you know, I think I've made a huge leap in the last, you know, three, four five years in terms of my knowledge. And that's, you know, big credit to a lot of the stuff we have access to on, you know, YouTube and all these podcasts and stuff like that, magazines, whatever, you know, you li- listen or read to. Um, but yeah, I had no, I mean, no idea really in the grand scheme of things, what I was doing even like seven years ago. I didn't care about the wind. I just would go out and find a nice spot that I thought was good and just sit there. And it just makes you wonder how many, like we've talked about how many deer that we have spooked, um, you know, not hunting the right wind or something like that back when we first getting started. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough sport to succeed at, you know, especially if you're, you know, a lot lot of people think it's like nowadays, you know, it's like, Oh, I shot this deer at 40 yards or something. I shot at 50 yards with my bow. It's like, shoot it at 10 yards. You know, that's, that's, I think that's more difficult. You know, it's like, you know, it just brings it back to if you could get inside a mature deer, even a doe, if you can get inside a doe this time of year, late season, a, a big mama doe, she's just as hard to hunt as them bucks. Yeah, and especially like they don't travel alone too. You know, this time of year to be able to any deer this time of year, except if you know maybe a you know one one and a half year old buck that is traveling alone. But all those does, they're you know they're grouped up. It is hard to get them within shooting range. They're already spooked throughout the whole entire season. You don't have the cover on the on the trees that you do early season. Um, it's a tough, it's, it's tough for sure. I know it absolutely is. You know, I've, I think that <laughs> I uh, have, we, Mr. Curious stand behind, uh, behind the barn where you're hunting at, mm-hmm. out of my place. Didn't you say that you had a, you had a doe walk out and like she, you know, winds blowing the opposite way. She's going down that trail and then she's just boom, like V lines you just stares you down from wherever you're at. One of the years, um, as soon as she got, I mean, she looked directly at that stand like she 100% knew. I don't think she ended up running, um, but she 100% knew something wasn't, you know, wasn't right. I think she just turned around and walked the opposite direction, you know? Yeah, that's one of those areas where it's such a small, such a small little funnel between that, you know, that thick shit and then that creek. So it's like if you've been busted there once, it's like that, that girl remembers. And no matter, no matter if it's, you know, October 1st or January 1st, she's gonna, she's gonna let you know that she knows you're there and let everybody else in the woods know too. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah, that's the worst. That is the absolute worst. Yeah. But, um, anyways, podcast number one, the deer camp podcast, you know, we're just kind of, you know, like you kind of said earlier, 
this is not, I mean, we're like, you know, we don't want to discredit ourselves, but we are amateurs in the grand scheme of what people mostly see, you know, mm -hmm. the people that, what people see are the people with, you know, the tons and tons of acres, um, you know, the Drury's, the Bomars, you know, all those guys on online, you know, those are the major leagues of hunting. Um, so we're amateur in that aspect. Um, so we kind of, you know, I think we're a good podcast for someone that is a beginner and wants to, you know, learn along with us. You know, like you kind of said, we have some you know pretty cool guests lined up that we're really excited about um, and just start learning week after week uh, from those guys. So I think we're a good podcast to start from day one and just, you know, follow along. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any, any veteran hunters that, you know, want to listen, you know, we're, we're, we're open to have conversations with anybody, you know, people that have been successful in the game and, um, it just be, it, it can be intimidating to get into. So like you said, people out there starting out, we know there's a lot of new hunters out there in the world, deer populations exploded. And, uh, then like I said, that, that brings on a lot of new hunters. So people that want to transition from you know the gun season only type people or you know hey I've, I've, i'm thinking about getting a bow what you know what do i get you know we're we're here um learn from our mistakes because we were in your shoes not too long ago so you said it's a, it's a good mistakes. yeah it's a it's a good podcast for for the amateur to come into listen to us and also the veteran hunter because you know we we can add to we could add to somebody's pool of knowledge and then we could also learn from somebody. So anybody that's, you know, behind us or ahead of us, it's a, it's a good thing to, to get into and learn with us. And I think we're just funny. Yeah. I think people will enjoy, it hasn't happened yet, but at some point we're going to get into an argument and this is a rated R podcast for anyone listening. Yeah. Uh, I will be, I do have a bad mouth on me. I think Noah does too. Um, not as bad as Peyton. Yeah, that's true. Well, I no, I have the ability to control it. You don't. I don't. But I don't. That's the thing. Deer camp. I don't. I don't have to. I as my, as a kid go, growing up, my uncle always say, "Hey, no rules over here," you know. So he'd let me say a cuss word here and there. So that's another thing with like the deer camp podcast. I don't want to hold back. I want to talk how I want to talk. And I think, but I think that's relatable to a lot of people, though. I think a lot of people are just like me and you. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, people are going to realize soon that we are not afraid to uh, go at each other whenever we disagree. No. But that's good, though. It is good because it's like you, you don't have somebody sitting here talking and the other person just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Yeah. If I, th if I think you're wrong, I'm going to tell you. And vice versa. <laughs> 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 And you're fucking wrong a lot. I think I'm two and zero. Oh, this this uh, I I mean last few months definitely two and zero. Oh. It's a new year though. That's a new year though. Colking, broadhead. Everyone that's listening, uh, Noah thinks you know like a, a caught gun. Like I need, I need a caught gun. He thinks it's pronounced colk, a colt gun. No, so. you emphasize the U like I'm saying colk, like colk. <laughs> no, I'm saying colk with an A, colk. You're wrong. Like, you're an idiot. You're wrong. <laughs> anyway, oh, before we get before we dive into sitting there arguing with each other, what, have we we haven't really fought over too many hunting things, have we? Mm -mm. I think we. 
No, we agree. We agree quite a bit on on the whole what's going on in the hunting world topics, I think. Right. Right. Man. I mean, besides the broadhead versus, you know, field point conversation, which we can talk about in another podcast if you want. You want to talk about it now or you want to save that for a future topic? No, nah, fuck it. Let's talk about it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I would love to get listener input on this. I don't know how. Just maybe all we need like four, two inputs. No, we, we need all the inputs out there. You just don't want a lot because, you know, you're right. The, the smaller pool we pull from, you know, and the chances that somebody agrees with you is higher. But we just need we need a way for people to be able to communicate with us uh, through this podcast. I don't know. We could set up something to where people can write in, you know, questions, comments, concerns, or they could just make fun of us. My number what is two one seven four one six four six three two. Please reach out. Yeah, please reach out to him. Put it, post his. Hey, if anybody's listening, take that phone number, post it on Twitter, YouTube, post it everywhere. Just have everybody message him with any question possible. I want him to have to get a new phone number for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to have to throw his that'd phone be, away and get a new number. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a good problem to have. Yeah, I'll leave this. Go ahead. Okay, so go ahead with the uh, the argument. Okay. Um, so we um, were talking about what would penetrate further into a deer, and this was at forty yards. Correct. So this was this was so we have a deer at forty yards, <laughs> and I'd say I'm standing there. We we got the thing. You know, he's he's dead still. This net. This isn't based off of anything that is experienced. This is just. Theoretical. So before anybody starts getting butt hurt about us performing these, <laughs> yeah, shut up. Yeah, shut up. We uh, went and pull, you know, seventy pound bow back, shoot a broadhead, let it hit the deer. You know, do a do a double lung shot, hit him right right in the lungs. We pull back, same arrow, same bow, but instead of broadhead, we have a field point. Shoot it again. If we did that a hundred times, a hundred broadhead shots, a hundred field point shots, which one of those penetrates further into the deer more times than not? Do you think the field point hits, goes through and exits the deer more? Or do you think the broadhead hits, penetrates and exits the deer more? Just penetration purposes. I personally think the broadhead or the, the, (laughs) I think, (laughs) I personally think the field point penetrates further. Based off of surface area, it's you know it's a smaller thing, smaller diameter. It's going to punch more. But for some reason, Peyton thinks the broadhead goes further. I don't know. And I personally think Noah is a fucking idiot for thinking that way. Not sharp <laughs> enough. You're not sharp, buddy. No, it's there's too much. There's as soon as that field point hits the deer, that's too much. What's the word for it? energy getting taken off that arrow because it's not it's not it's not slicing into the deer it's more or less using the force from the arrow to go into the deer a broadhead is sharper than piss so it's cutting and using the force behind the arrow a field point is not cutting it's just ba- you're using it so does a bullet does a bullet cut Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about something that's shooting 350 feet per fucking second versus a bullet. 
there's not a comparison there, bud. As far as the shape of it is and what it's doing is, it's not one hundred percent. The the shape is very similar. A bullet is very similar to a field point, but we're talking about three hundred fifty feet per second versus a fucking gun, which is what you know more about guns than me. Go ahead. Ten times that. I don't know the fucking exact trajectory or speed of a bullet. Okay, well I know it's more than three hundred fifty feet per second. That is that is true. That is true. <laughs> but at the same time, then then why don't they just you know that that's just dumb. There, there's way more surface area for that thing to expand. Yeah, I don't know. Are you what, what's your choice of broadhead in this experiment? Any broadhead. Any broadhead. Okay, any broadhead. So, I mean, ex- if you want, if if based on experiment, I want to use use a couple of them. You can use you can do three different experiments. You could do like field point, expandable, fixed. Yeah, the field point. The field point goes through. More, it just blows right through it. No, it doesn't. It just blows right through it, dude. I think it blows through his hide and gets stuck inside of the deer because it has no more power to continue to go through it. That is because my... you. So the only thing that so penetration is solely based off of cutting edge. So no, the, no, no, no. You're now you're putting words in my fucking mouth. I said. Penetra- for a field point, fin- penetration is based off of the shape of what's going through it. So a little bit of cutting and the power behind the arrow, the kinetic energy behind that arrow. Because it's going to obviously blow through a tide. And then I think because of that impact, because there's no sharp edge on the field point, it's taking so much energy loss at that impact. It's just going to go in, stop. There it's just going to stop. It's gonna fucking it's gonna stop. stop. What's making it? What? What's making it stop? There's no more energy. So where does it go? How, how does the shape it, of a field point equal loss of energy? Because it's not cutting. You're losing energy with a broadhead because that is a biggest, bigger surface. You're right. It is cutting more. It is have it has a longer, sharper edge than a field point. A field point, you know, it's just the point. That triangular shape head requires much more energy to pass through the deer. Mind you, they're going the same speed. So if you have same speed and a field point is not rounded over by any means, a lot of them are pretty damn sharp, pretty pointy. So you're losing, you're, you're losing less kinetic energy with a field point than a broadhead 100 percent. i think it completely comes down to how sharp that field point is because i have seen some field points that are not sharp at all and i've seen some at shields with you i saw some i'm like oh that's that's sharp not a sponsor not a sponsor (laughs) sharper than than piss so yeah I, i think if it's a very sharp field point Let's say you, you know the hyperdermics. Take mm-hmm. the take the expandables off the hyperdermic. Obviously, that would go through a deer better than the expandables because it's sharper and shit. But a field. <laughs> thank point, you for thank you thank you. But a field point's not sharp. That's my whole point. Unbelievable. I was gonna put the hand clapping thing on there, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> 
we'll figure that out. <laughs> oh shit! I hope I hope we have at least just one listener from our first podcast. At some point, people are going to go back. Hey, we got some nice. Uh, we got some really good guests lined up. People Honestly, we do. We do. We got uh, some. It's all about who you know, and luckily, we know some pretty cool people um, that can put us in touch with some really cool people. And awful running. Someone at some point they're going to come back and listen to this, and they're going to hear this argument, and we're going to get some feedback. I can't wait. Hmm. So yeah, is this just going to be uh, every every guest we bring on, we close out with the what's uh? That's a good. Honestly, <laughs> I fucking love that. Field point versus broadhead. What impacts or what goes further into it? Okay, so forty yards. So how many guests do we need? Uh, in order for this could, for this uh, argument to be wrapped up as a I'm right or you're right, how many do we um, need? What's the test subject size? It's hmm. a good question. Ten. I think the first one two ten. First one two ten. Okay. Right. Okay. First one to ten is the winner. What's the loser? got to have some sort of contest here. I know. Losers got to do something. And we should, yeah, yeah. Let's think about that. Uh, hey, again, uh, we'll we'll clip out uh, Peyton's phone number and put it in, <laughs> in the comments. And uh, if you have any uh, suggestions on what the, uh, what the loser should have to do, um, that'd be great. That'd be great. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? I don't. It's obviously, I want it to be something hunting-based. Oh yeah, uh, I just don't know. Loser has to deer hunt with nothing but your your blow your blow dart gun for a whole year. <laughs> Dude, that blow dart gun is badass, though, man. I need that is to, sweet. I need to give that thing an honest go. Every time I go out in the damn woods, I'm like, oh, I want to take this thing with me, and I never freaking do it because I don't know. I need to I need to make something to where I could like clip it to the tree. You know, to where it's just like easy to access, like that runs down the tree. I can just clip it on the tree. And then if there's like a squirrel, because dude, I could have shot in so many squirrels with that freaking blow dart gun. Yeah. And it doesn't, make a, it doesn't make a noise. It's no. No, that is to, dope. I need to get uh, down on film some Tim Wells shit. It is Tim Wells' actual blow dart gun. You can buy it off his website, not a sponsor. Not sponsored, um, but yeah, he, he has videos on YouTube of him shooting buffalo in Africa out of a fucking like well, like a water well, where he's like his whole entire body is under the water besides his like head and the blow dart gun, and these big old buffalo will come up to this well to drink water, and he shoots them right in the fucking throat and kills them. Buffalo, oh my god, that dude's wild. He's done some crazy stuff. He is. Yeah. Maybe we can get maybe maybe we'll get him on the podcast. We do have a mutual connection there. Yeah, we do. Noah yeah, Kesselmeyer. Noah Kesselmeyer. Maybe he'll be on the podcast one day. That's <laughs> uh, that's true. Never know. Hopefully, hopefully. Hey, Kettle Bob, if you're listening, uh, just reach out. We'll get we'll get you get you something sent over. We'll get you a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you a t-shirt. Well, we'll have one of our guys send something to you. Get you on the podcast. Oh, but, that's good shit. No. All right, wrapping up. You got anything else you want to add? Nope, nope. But I do think um, I'm going to play around with this uh, 
play around with this clip setting here on uh, how you can clip it out. And I might just uh, clip out your phone number and put it on our YouTube page and, and just <laughs> just see what see what we get. <laughs> I think you're I think you're wrong. I, actually, I know you're wrong. No. Team Noah versus Team Peyton. Deer Camp, Deer Camp Podcast. Yep. Uh, more to come. More to come. Check us out. We'll be here. Episode number one of hopefully, no, not hopefully, one of many. Thanks for tuning in to the Deer Camp Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and maybe even learned a thing or two. Remember, shoot straight, stay safe out there, friends. See you back next time.